Hey, this is Steve-O from Clipwing and In Two Months. If you're listening to the Witch Police Podcast, chances are you love local music. Well, one thing I find pairs well with local tunes is local brew. If you're like me and enjoy a tasty ale while taking in your tunage, I strongly suggest you check out the Beer Boutique at 910 Region Avenue in front of the new Best Western Premier Hotel. At the Beer Boutique, our mission is to provide a unique experience for those hunting for heavenly hops. We have a rotating growler bar loaded with the freshest brews the city has to offer, host local craft tastings each and every Thursday, and our staff are some of the most well-versed in the biz. Further to that, we also carry a large selection of cider and coolers should that tickle your fancy. So come stop in and say hi to the team in green at 910 Region Avenue and show your support for Peg Proud Brews. Now take it away, Sam. This episode is also brought to you by the new single by one of my favorite local singer-songwriters, Skylar Bouchard. The new song, Screen Door, is available now on all streaming services, and I strongly encourage you to check it out. This is Skylar's first release in quite some time, but he's back, and he's going to be coming at you with a lot more new music. But for now, Screen Door is a brand new single. It's awesome. Go check it out wherever you get your music, and check out skylarbouchard.com for more information about his upcoming shows and all the great music he'll be releasing in the future to come. Make sure you check out the new album by Book of Ghosts. It's a really cool fusion of a lot of different heavy genres, creating something really unique, and I highly recommend it. Follow them on Instagram at Book of Ghosts Official to find out more and check out the album today. Hey everybody, I'm still in self-isolation mode and I'm sure so are you. So hopefully, uh, yeah, having a chance to listen to a podcast will fill some of that space you have when you can't go out to shows or can't really leave the house at all or can't hang out with your friends. Uh, I'm going to keep doing these episodes as often as I can fit them in. Still going for two a week, that's kind of the goal that I've set for the past uh, few years now with the podcast. And so this episode is my interview with Andrina Turen, who is a singer-songwriter, a local singer-songwriter from St. Boniface, who you're probably familiar with from her work in other groups, most notably Shikamin, which she won a Juno with, and uh, you know that, that group got a lot of praise and success in the Canadian music industry. But Andrina is going out to record and release and perform solo music right now. She's got new singles on the way, she's got a video, and she's really ramping up the solo project. So we talked about that, we talked about some of her experience working with those other groups and playing radically different types of music, and also about uh, just being a francophone singer-songwriter from St. Boniface, performing in both official languages, and kind of the differences and different strengths uh, of both the francophone music community and the wider anglophone community. So it's a really interesting conversation. I'm glad we made it happen despite the uh, coronavirus madness going on, and I hope you enjoy. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Okay, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, we're still in quarantine mode, so I'm once again doing one of these remote interviews. And I think that maybe the best way to kind of get things started with this one is that uh, the person on the interview today is someone whose name I've seen in credits a lot. <laughs> I think that, like, you know, you have appeared on a lot of, on a lot of albums and with a lot of projects that, that I've listened to, and this is sort of my first time actually talking to you about your own music. And I know you've been in a lot of groups, and some that have gone on to, you know, 
decent amount of success. But maybe the best way to, to sort of kick it off is if you want to introduce yourself and try to explain in the most concise way you can what it is that you do. Uh, okay, well, my name is Andrina Turen, and I am a singer and a musician, and I've been, um, yeah, making music pretty much my whole life. Started some bands in the mid-90s yeah, yeah. that uh, played for a while. I played in a band called Rudimental. We did um, Monday nights at the Braemar Bakery for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I saw you there uh, a few times, I think. I used to go to the Braemar a lot, for sure, yeah. Yeah, that's wild. And then it was the Barker Club afterwards. Right, right. Where we had played there as well on Monday nights. We kind of did the Monday night thing for a while. And then I sang with a world music uh, ensemble uh, a cappella called Madrigaya. Okay. And left that one to start uh, Shikemin, which was uh, also kind of built around vocalists uh, being the, the center stage, mm -hmm. but um, it was all original material. And that was the group that you won a Juno with and, and got another nomination as well, right? Exactly, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, since that that project ended a few years ago, so I've uh, been working on a lot of other things, but now just officially launching kind of my solo my solo project cool. uh, in, in a recorded way. <laughs> cool, cool. So I, yeah. guess, I guess all three of those groups that you just talked about, I mean, they're all fairly different musically. Uh, I mean, some of them drastically different. So where do you sort of place yourself as a songwriter, as an artist? Like, how do you define it? I know it's a, it's a crappy question because everyone, genres are hard now because there's so many, <laughs> so many different ones. Absolutely. But like, well, yeah, yeah. How, how do you define it? I think that, you know, I started off singing a lot of jazz and funk and soul. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where my heart has been as a vocalist for a long time. And in blues, I sang with a blues band locally too called the Home Cook Meals, which okay. um, was years ago, but we still try to do one gig a year. Okay. And it's music I love, love to sing. And so I feel like that's kind of, you know, where my my singing roots were. And now in my original project, which is very much um, centered around uh, songs I write on the guitar and and some on the piano, but mostly on the guitar. And so I think that now my original music falls more in a genre of sort of folk blues, Americana okay. style. And that's the genre that, that those, all of those related genres that Winnipeg has a huge history of that yeah. being a thing here, right? I mean, there's this. There's... Absolutely. I feel like I'm just def definitely influenced by the Winnipeg music scene and, and the, the heritage we have here of, you know, um, really good roots rock. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's crazy yeah. how many amazing artists in that those genres have come out of here, and just that whole times change scene too. It just seems like every every few years someone emerges out of that, and they're amazing, and <laughs> they've been doing Absolutely. it for ages. And you just wonder where they came. And from. that place that place has had a huge impact on my career as well as like I I remember singing there when I was you know nineteen twenty and yeah. just kind of cutting my teeth as a as a musician in the city. And so it's definitely shaped a lot of, um, yeah, who I've become as a as an artist. Cool. Had you always been working on your own stuff kind of on the side when you were with all these projects? Or is this sort of a new endeavor for you? Yeah, um, it's the first time that I work kind of entirely on my own. Okay. But I've always written, uh, you know, since I'm 15, I've been, you know, writing my own songs and, and uh, 
I think that throughout the years of Rudimental and of Shikemin, those original songs were brought into uh, a group context where then you, you know, you finagle them a little bit more and yeah. you, you fine tune them with a group of people. And so um, Shikemin was very collaborative in that way, but we did do most of the writing on our own at home and then bring it forward. And so, um, yeah, I think that now the process is, is different having just myself to sort of rely on. I mean, at the same time, it at, at times can be somewhat intimidating to be, to not have anyone to bounce ideas off of. But at the same time, I feel this immense freedom in having all this creative control that in all the years of my working in music, I've never had all of the creative control to make the decisions and decide the arrangements and decide where the harmonies go and don't go. And I think that that process for me is really fun right now. Um, Yeah. I'm demoing a lot of stuff just at home and that, that freedom is, is really fun. Did you feel that freedom kind of right away or did it take a bit of time of doing this on your own where it sort of dawned on you that, Hey, I, I can control my own destiny kind of. Yeah. Well, I think that, it's always something I've done, like even throughout the years of Shikemin and before, like since I started playing guitar in my early 20s, I've been doing some solo shows and playing where I can. And that definitely amped up in the last, I would say, like five or six years. Um, but I think because with Shikemin as well, I was doing a lot of the a lot of the um, business side of the work and a lot of the logistics and a lot of that kind of work. So I feel like when the band kind of got to its end where we decided we wouldn't tour anymore, I just needed a bit of a break from, from defining everything all the time. And and I think that I just needed the mental space to be able to move into this, this solo chapter, which was something I definitely saw myself doing but I think I just needed a bit of time to kind of be thoughtful about it and be thoughtful about what really mattered to me moving forward and what this project would be centered around and for me it was about just writing really honest music that rings with who I am and surrounding myself with musicians that I just love to play with and have loved to play with for a long time.
So I think it was a slow, it's something I definitely knew I wanted to do, but I think I just needed a bit of time to settle down the last project within myself and then like get the inspiration to be like thoughtful about the path moving forward. Okay. I think that that honesty piece is something that that Winnipeg Winnipeg music fans tend to notice. I mean, a lot of the music that succeeds out of here is very uh, genuine and authentic. And I think that the audiences here have a very strong bullshit detector where they can tell Mm -hmm. if someone's not being themselves. And so, I mean, is that important for you to to express yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, anyone who's works in this industry can attest to how difficult and challenging that it can be. So I feel like if I was to do this with anything less, I, it would just not be worth it for me to put all this time and energy. And that's why it was important for me to just be very sure of the foundation on which I wanted this career to go so that I could have, you know, ent- integrity with my music and with my, with my project and just feel good about it. Cause that's, that's the most important thing. And from there, uh, that's where the magic happens. You know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. How how has it been uh, kind of, you know, you have, you have a single and you're sort of formally launching this as your solo project, but right in the middle of this horrible kind of show-killing crisis going on right now, <laughs> how has that sort of timing worked out for you? Uh, well, it's interesting timing, but I, I think it's good timing for me too because I, you know, I've... I feel like I'm moving a little bit slower in my process because I want to be thoughtful and I'm not I, I'm not trying to rush anything so I've I made these two singles in the fall when I was in Moncton visiting uh, a friend of mine Ben who I've worked with a long time and okay. been playing music with since I was 15 and I didn't have the intention of making these recordings but we did and I hired some local guys and I just loved the vibe of them so I was like I'm gonna put them out and then that be- started the process of like okay well then the branding and the and the artwork and the, all this and so then I have another one I'm launching, but in this process, I'm also demoing other things. I'm making a plan for a CD. So this, like, the, the fact that we're all kind of on hiatus right now, it it doesn't feel like it's slowing me down. And plus, I've been doing so much, like, DIY, like the video I made for the, for the song I made myself. Cool. I have a camera now. So I'm just, like, I'm super at the like DIY level right now. So it's kind of awesome. It's allowing me time to like demo new stuff, kind of write remotely with different friends and uh, build content Yeah, like yeah. home, which is what I would be doing sort of anyways and, and making the plan and writing grants and doing all that. So a lot of the work that I have ahead of me is sit down and do it kind of work. So, so it I works mean, out. Yeah. It kind of works out. Cool. Cool. It kind of works out. No, that's good. That's good. I mean, because I think a lot of people are kind of at a loss of what to do <laughs> right now because, right. you know, so many events have been canceled and, and it's just sort of, yeah, it's dead, right? Because no one knows how long this is going to last or, or whatever. So, yeah, it's good totally. that you have options to, to, to get work done. Yeah, and I'm generally so busy. Like, I take a lot, on a lot of different contracts and been working in, in, you know, making music in the theater world and I was on tour with a production and so... Like actually, this time at home is really important and and uh, good for me because I'm usually just going from one thing to the next as as artists do to you know keep contracts alive and stay afloat. And I'm you know 
definitely feeling the burn as well of all my contracts being canceled or postponed as all the artists are in this boat. Yes. But, you know, just looking at the positive and seeing it as a good time to rest and to get some work done on the other side of things. Yeah. As well, yeah. It's good that you can make uh, find someone to, to celebrate <laughs> about all this yeah. for sure. Yeah. So as, as a Francophone, I know that Winnipeg and Manitoba have very strong French language music communities. And I feel like often they almost seem like a separate music scene to the sort of English speaking wider music scene. And you seem to have like the ability, I guess, to travel between the two of them because you've performed in English, you performed in French and you know, obviously you speak both. What is sort of your take on, on where French music fits within Manitoba? Cause there's a, like a deep rich history just as much as there is with the English language stuff, but it's, Absolutely. it's kind of separate, but equal. And, and there's a bit of crossover, but it still seems like its own little pocket there. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think you know I've I've definitely looked at this question a lot okay, <laughs> over my okay. career and my life, and I feel like very fortunate because in the French community growing up, there's sort of an incubator. I mean, you know, all the singers I've sang with pretty much throughout my career came from the same French community that I'm from, and so we had supports growing up as far as like organizations and outlets and places to do music. And so I feel like that was definitely really important in the early, early years of, of discovering what it is you want to do with music and your first bands and all of that. But I remember when I was 18 and graduated high school and I crossed the bridge and discovered the blue note yeah. and the times change. And I was like, Whoa, this is blowing my mind. This is so much bigger than I knew because I was in the French community, and it's true that they they are separate. But I think it's in in the earlier stages. I think it's in ways important because, like otherwise, French music might just um, blend in to sure. like or or you know, unfortunately, veer towards English if we weren't kind of harnessing this like music in French uh, aspect. Yeah, and. Yeah. I think that that is really important, but I do think, and that's, you know, I think of that a lot too, because I am a bilingual artist entirely. I'm of French heritage. It's my first language. It's my, you know, it's like, I'm so proud of that. And I definitely am going to write in French, record in French, do that. But I can't be just like, I, I don't want to work just in the Francophone market and the Francophone and Anglophone markets are very different. Mm -hmm. There's different funding organizations for them both. It's like, if, if I'm making an album, I have to see which percentage of which language to see who I'm applying to. And it gets complicated. And I think that, uh, I don't know. I, I, I still maintain that I just want to have the identity of a bilingual artist that works in both languages and that hopefully you know, somebody who doesn't speak French would hear a French song and just get emotionally from it what I'm trying to, you know, say, and then vice versa with English music and French. I mean, we are in a very, yeah, there's a very rich history of, of French and Métis culture sure, in, yeah, sure, yeah. in St. Boniface and Winnipeg. And, you know, I think that um, if I can play any small part in in showing that that history is real and alive and well, then, yeah, that's something I want to do. Se 
est en plein cœur du mois de mai sur la rivière Saskatchewan que les gens lèvent les bois brûlés pour se défendre ont pris les armes en plein cœur mais quand tout fleurit aux abords de la Saskatchewan sans rouge métis tâche la prairie Vais pousser foible en plein cœur, mais cent ans plus tard, tu sens versé par les gardes. Moi, le métis m'en souvient encore aux abords de la aux abords de la Saskatchewan, en plein cœur, mais on prit nos armes. On s'est battu contre les gardes sur la rivière Saskatchewan. songwriting process different depending on the language the, the way you sort of generate the ideas come up with the songs or or is it basically the same at this point yeah no it, it does come differently i think that um yeah it that's an interesting question but it's 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 true that i i don't really when i hear when i start jamming something it will be in one language or the other and for a while i was like noticing that i was writing a lot of French waltzes. I was like, okay. why are these always coming out as a waltz? But when I love waltzes and I really love and uh, like Louisiana uh, Cajun music yeah. and, and Zydeco in French, they have a big tradition of that. And it's a lot of what the music that I listen to uh, in French. And I think that it has definitely an influence on how I write in French. It's like the, you know the french blues it's the best french blues sure yeah well the best there's there's also other really good french blues from around the world but um yeah i think you know it's just yeah it's like when i was writing like funky tunes with rudimental it was like they never really quite came out in french the way you would want because languages have a rhythm to them sure yeah you know and sometimes i want to fight that rhythm uh And sometimes I just let it be. So, yeah, I think that it, it, I just wait to see what the song wants to be. And then 
Cool. And then it, it kind of determines that. Makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Not, not to dwell too much on the French thing, but, you know, being in Manitoba, obviously there is a large French speaking population, but I think we're often overlooked kind of on the national scale as oh, yeah. a part of the country that, that is French and has that, that history and that heritage. Do you have, do you find any difficulty sort of getting into the Francophone music scene or making yourself known in the wider national music scene in French because you're not from Quebec, because you are from Manitoba or is it? Well, no, I think that there's a lot of support for minority French, minority communities, uh, French speaking. So, um, you know, I think that there are good supports for that, but I think that the Quebec market is also a, a harder one to kind of um, enter as as someone from a minority French community because they have, you know, one of the biggest, like, they have their own music industry yeah. that has millions of people, like, their record sales and their touring structures and everything is is very impressive and very large, but it incubates a lot of that, of that, their population, you know what I mean? And as, but it is doable. I have friends who have done it and I think it's just, it has to be your, your focus. Like that's definitely, you know, the route you're taking if you're wanting to tour and open up that market as far as I know. And things are constantly changing. (coughs) Pardon me. Um, Things are constantly changing so I mean, I there's still so much for me to learn on that front, but I think that you know, as far as the French national scene, mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of artists in the West that in the West that are you know touring across the whole country and going from coast to coast to present their music because you know it's a smaller demographic in the minority communities, but there's still great great music coming out of of it and and I'm just yeah I'm happy to see that that there's room for all of us you know totally yeah it's, it's great to see and like you know um again I don't want to dwell too much on the French thing but I think it's I think it's interesting seeing Quebec's music industry from as an outsider and just yeah mm-hmm. like you said seeing how many records they sell and then just how famous some of these people are there that oh, have yeah. zero presence outside of Quebec and it's just huge like, star system yeah, yeah yeah incredible like you know it could be one of the the most well-known artists of Quebec, you know, and come to play shows in other places. And it just, there's very little crossover into the English, into the English audience, yeah. you know, but you have artists like Carte de Pirate who are, who are crossing that, you know, and what I love to see now is artists like, you know, Jill Barber, who's doing a record in French and, you know, White Horse recorded in French. Yeah. And it's like now more mainstream Anglophone artists are, going that way as well, which I think is great for everyone. I, I, I want to be a part of that as well and, and showing the both sides of it and working in both sides. And I think as a, as a Francophone from Manitoba, like a Francophone Métis, born and raised, like everyone behind me, like, or, you know, all of my aunt, my ancestors yeah. and whatnot, um, I feel like it's important to talk about it. I feel like there's political reasons why the rest of Canada doesn't know about the French heritage of Manitoba. There are very political reasons totally. that go back to the resistance, that go back to Louis Riel, that go back to when Quebec used to be funding funding Manitoba with hopes of expanding into the West and how everything boiled down to this huge battle that just split French and English apart so far mm-hmm. and the French 
here was kind of just left to survive on its own. It's really impressive, and I'm very proud that it did. And I feel like that whole, you know, incubation thing we were talking about earlier when we're like keeping it inside, that's just we inherited that that from our parents who inherited it from their parents because it was like if it wasn't incubated and protected, it was going to die. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know, and so yeah, that's part of part of what's really important to me as well is just you know I'm I'm super proud of the history here of resistance, yeah. and I think that that's a, a big part of the national dialogue that's kind of missing or you know not that it's missing but i think we could talk about it a lot more well it makes us unique too within canada that we have that that history i mean for sure you learn a little bit about real in high school you know in, in english high school but it's yeah i mean it's it's so so important to manitoba and just that whole background is is often i think outside of Manitoba and Saskatchewan, kind of a page in a history book and that, that, that it skips sure. to go on to whatever and Ontario I thing. I don't know that across the country people realize how like important the events that happened here are were for the For the whole country, yeah. For yeah. the whole country. Like the whole country wouldn't be what it is without these very important, crucial things that happened, like, you know, armed resistance. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to think that that's how Manitoba became Manitoba, basically, right? And like, yeah, yeah, it's and not out of a rejection of of its future, but out of out of a, a love for maintaining what was had been created here and carrying it into the future. Yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's very, it's very, it's it's a neat, it's a neat place to be from. And I'm always happy when I hear of artists kind of. Uh, representing that, whether it's directly in their songs or culturally or whatever, because I think that Manitoba has a really, really rich history and and just in of the arts in general that like I'd like to see highlighted whenever possible. I think.
so once uh, this quarantine thing <laughs> ends, <laughs> whenever that is, what is sort of the next the next step for you? I mean, now you have you have some music out. You like you said, you got a video. Um, what's the next plan when things well, get back to normal? I I had a few um, writing retreats planned for April, so I think that those might fall through. I think the plan right now is to just keep writing, and then when the quarantine is lifted, hopefully it is lifted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm hopefully my plan is to write record an album this summer, and so right now I'm trying to figure out what that all looks like. I definitely have a you know a list of dream team that you know I uh, have put together, and it's just a matter of seeing. I mean that's the tricky part right now. It's like seeing which dates can work with who and what can work and how and where, yeah. and then can people come in for it. And then it could also just be that, okay, you know, July is still too soon. People won't be flying or, you know, it's really hard to predict. But, um, yeah, basically I'm just working on some grants to make that happen and working on it. Like I would definitely like to release a, an album uh, by the fall, you know. Cool. Because I feel like that's the next step. And if not, then maybe I'll just keep releasing singles. Like, you know, I've got a, I've got a few things banked to work with but i guess we're just kind of working to see how things go it's kind of hard to predict anything more yeah. you gotta make a plan but you gotta know that that plan is like very malleable and very you know it's like play-doh it will change shape for sure yeah nobody knows anything right now like no I-, I work from home now because because of this and i have no idea when i'm going back to work or when my kids are going back yeah. to school or any of that right it's just it's crazy a, just the life with an uncertainty you know yeah. which I think it's a good, you know, it's a good exercise. I think that probably everybody's going to carry some of the lessons we're learning here forward. Totally. And I hope I, I feel like I hope the impact of what's happening, um, like, changes some social or just social. Yeah, I think I think there's lots we're learning right now that I hope we carry forward, and then it's not just like okay, we're done, business as usual. Yeah. Go back to all your, your all your other ways, you know. Like, yeah, but it's hard to know. We're just just got to move forward, and you got to have something to move forward towards. So it's good to make plans, but it's good to know that those could change. Totally. So if people are hearing about you for the first time on this podcast, or maybe they've heard some of your other groups and didn't realize you were doing solo music now, what's the best way to find out more information, hear some of your stuff, find out when shows are happening, if they are happening? Yeah, um, well, my website, andrinatren.com. I don't have any of the dates up there right now because they have been cancelled or postponed. And there's summer dates that are being confirmed, but I don't know if, again... So, uh, but I will keep that up to date as much as possible in the next while. But I also have uh, links to music and some videos and some older content for people who want to see what we were up to, I was up to before. Cool. And uh, yeah, so I have a Facebook page as well that I share, share stuff and things that I'm into and friends that are doing cool things. Cool. Well, yeah. And my Instagram, Trunita. Instagram. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll link to some of that stuff in the show notes too, so people can find you. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad we could do this. Like, I know it's uh, it's hard to do interviews uh, <laughs> just in general yeah. right now because everyone's so, like you said, it's uncertainty and people are locked da- locked down, doing weird weird times and weird jobs and things. But yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. nice that we made this happen. It's a, a bit weird. Yeah, yeah it but is. Thank you for taking the time as well. And I mean, it's super fun. It's it was super fun today to have something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Of, like that's like you know not just 
what I've been doing for the last 14 days. Which is what everyone's been doing for the last 14 yeah, days, pretty much. which yeah. is great, and I'm not complaining, but it's nice to have your routine changed a little bit. So totally. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks Thanks again. Yeah, so people should check out the website, and they should uh, obviously listen to your new singles and uh, wait for an album at some point. And, yeah, hopefully uh, soon. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. And if people want to hear more episodes of this show, you can go to witchpolice.com. All 470-whatever episodes are there for free download and streaming. Um, including a lot of people I think you've worked with <laughs> over the years, yeah. probably. And you can also tune in on Sundays at midnight on 101.5 UMFM. And those are older episodes that get kind of a boost a few months after they come out as a podcast. So it's, what, March now? It might not air on UMFM till the summer, at which point you might have a record out, or who knows, right? So right. you might have some shows happening, anything could happen. So it's kind of a cool extra bonus that these things get replayed because, you know, I so, love that. Yeah. It's, I forget sometimes that which one is going to be. And I am driving in the car at midnight on a Sunday and I turn the radio on and it's, Oh, wait, wait, this one. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Kind of. Oh cool man, you bonus. do such a great thing with this podcast. Thanks for the work you do. Well, thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. nice to have uh, somebody rooting our, our scene. Well, I, I got it. You know, I can't stop now. I've been doing it for so long that it's, it's, it's like yeah. an obsession at this point. So I have to, I have to keep going. So yeah. yeah. Thankfully, there's so many musicians in Manitoba that it, it, there's never really an end to this. So. Sur une montagne dans un pays lointain, vivait une belle aux longs cheveux châtains. Puis un beau jour dans ce pays lointain. Un troubadour, une guitare à la main Est arrivé en chantant ce refrain Ce refrain Quand il y aura plus de soleil Quand les étoiles auront sommeil Quand l'eau de mer voudra voler Moi, je ne voudrais plus t'aimer La montagne un jour il est allé Devinez donc ce qu'il a pu trouver La belle châtaine assise sur un rocher Il a voulu tout de suite l'épouser Et d'une voix douce il se mit à chanter À chanter Quand il y aura un soleil Quand les étoiles Daigne l'accueillir comme un tout.
手。